you're not always going to feel confident. I know that might sound kind of sad, but let's just roll with it for a second. There are going to be times where we don't feel absolutely positive that we can accomplish something. Maybe it's because we feel insecure or we've failed at it in the past, or maybe it's something that we just ain't good at and we gotta accept that sometimes we gonna mess up at stuff. But here's the thing, you guys, a lack of confidence doesn't have to lead to destruction. We can choose in the moments of not feeling so confident to rely on the people around us, to listen to music and podcasts and to read books that uplift us and encourage us. We can choose to rely Check. on our faith and some of the amazing What's things. What's up, that guys? God Jamie Grace here. Like Welcome, therapist. Welcome to the podcast. Rest. I'm so glad that and you guys are here. Really good sandwiches. Super cool. You're not always going to feel confident, and that's okay. What matters is that we choose to make intentional What's choices up, How's it going? when we are feeling confident, so that we know the moments of insecurity don't last forever. Welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Jamie Grace. Happy Saturday. I hope that you guys are doing well. Thank you so much in advance for listening to the show. I have so much fun recording the podcast and I really enjoy that you guys, I enjoy, I do enjoy that you guys listen. I really appreciate that you guys listen. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about anxiety, insecurity, and miscongeniality. Miscongeniality is by far one of the best movies on the planet. It stars the one and only, the absolute, the lovely Sandra Bullock as she is navigating through the world of being this FBI agent that has to go undercover at a pageant and it's absolutely phenomenal we're going to talk about some of the ways that her anxiety and insecurity and some of those things represented in some of the other characters just might have an impact on us as well and also how we might see ourselves in this film the show is all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health so to break down a movie that most of us know and love and talk about how it affects us it just feels right but first before we get to that i want to say thank you i want to say thank you to jenny h from arizona and also to Bessie Hall from Georgia. Both of these ladies are patrons, which means that they support my music and my podcast by going to patreon.com slash Jamie Grace and signing up to support what I do. There's a $3 a month tier and also a $7 a month tier. And honestly, I am just so grateful to anybody that makes the choice to support my podcast, either by listening, by sharing with a friend, and of course, through Patreon. I could not do this without my patron supporters, my patrons, my Patreon supporters. So <laughs> to Bessie and Jenny and everyone else, thank you guys so much for your longtime support. I really appreciate it and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Have you ever been made to feel less than or made to feel like you weren't who you are simply because you didn't fit someone else's depiction or idea or concept of who you were supposed to be? This is exactly what happens to a young Gracie Hart, played by Sandra Bullock, in the early moments of the film Miss Congeniality, or in the film in the early years of her life. She's like on the playground, and she helps to defend this little kid that's getting bullied on the playground. And then all of a sudden, this kid that she's just helped, this little boy, he's kind of mad at her, if you will, I guess because she's a girl and it made her feel some type of way. And, or sorry, it made him feel some type of way because she's a girl that helped him. It's kind of this age old, like gender stereotype of just like, oh, the guy's supposed to be the helper. You know, if a girl has to help you, then that's embarrassing in some way. 
And it's really sad because there are other moments throughout the film where, honestly, you know, Gracie is not everyone's perception of what she should be as a female. You know what I mean? It's like even when later on in the film and she's supposed to learn the whole pageant walk, they make her feel like she's less of a lady, if you will, because of the way she dresses or the way that she walks or the way that she eats. I mean, I get it. Like, to some extent, we should all have good manners. <laughs> but that's not just a feminine thing or a female thing. And it's just really sad because I think that that's where a lot of her own anxiety and her own insecurity comes from is people having this perception of like, oh, well, yeah, you should be wearing dresses. You should have your hair done at all times. You need to get your eyebrows plucked. You need to walk like this and talk like this. But because she doesn't fit that standard or that stigma of what everybody wants her to, she's just a naturally insecure person. Now, I should note that ultimately it's up to us how we see ourselves. It's up to us how we view ourselves. It's up to us how we feel about ourselves and the level of confidence that we choose to have. However, when you're constantly being treated like you're not who you are just because other people don't like who you are, that's frustrating. And that can only add to pain and that can only add to insecurity and feeling inadequate. I've definitely been there and it's like a comedy this movie is but also I mean it's a really sad movie because that's how it starts off and that's the tone that we are given of Gracie Hart's life. Now of course it's a drama so you know it can't have the most perfect introduction so we have to see some other things that she's struggling with when it comes to her life and something else that happens is getting demoted to a desk job. Now as an FBI agent I can assume that you want to be out there on the ground doing the work as an FBI agent and being at a desk is not what you would consider to be ideal. Um, it's not at all like funny to think of these you know dramatic and or not dramatic but these terrible offenses happening, these violent offenses, but because it's Sandra Bullock and because this is a really well-made comedy, it's definitely kind of a comical way that she is demoted. And if you haven't seen the film, you know, choose your, make your, make your own life choices if you want to go jump into this, what, 10, 12-year-old um, PG-13 film. But it's, it's really funny how she ends up getting the desk job because it's just a funny movie. And it's also really sad <laughs> because now you see all of these dreams that she has worked for um, kind of fall apart. Basically, you, you, like she's dealing with all this insecurity, right? Like she's already treated poorly by most of the people around her. She's already treated like one of the guys, if you will, when she has made it pretty clear like that she's not enjoying all their jokes and stuff like that so she's already an insecure person that is being bullied at work and all this stuff and then all of a sudden the one thing that she really takes pride in the one thing that she really takes a lot of confidence in confidence in her job is taken away from her and that is really hard and I'm just going to be really transparent with you guys and say that I kind of know how that feels um I have never you know been as uh changing the world as an FBI I agent, if you will, I almost said FBA agent. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of us have dealt with job loss because of the pandemic and things like that. And I definitely can't say that all my hope is found in my job, but I have been doing the same job since I was 17 years old. Um, I was seen as like the weird kid. I didn't fit in with a lot of people. I was picked on by a lot of people because I didn't fit in with a lot of people. But being able to write music and make music and travel the country, travel the world, has always been one of the main things that has brought me joy and has just kind of 
made me really feel like myself. And it's been a place where even if I didn't fit in a lot at college or in my neighborhood, whatever it was, it was like I knew once I hopped on stage, I was just getting to be myself. And it's just always been such a joy. But then last year in March, I had to cancel every show for the year. And I'm grateful that I've gotten to do a few things this year so far. Um, And of course, I still love getting to make YouTube videos. I'll be the podcast. But it is really hard when, in a way, you want to be out there on the field, out there living your dream, out there inspiring people and changing the world as an FBI agent slash touring artist. And then before you know it, you're sitting at a desk in the middle of a pandemic and you don't have the job you once had and it absolutely changes everything. I don't know if you've ever dealt with anything like that, like losing a job um, or losing some of your income, losing some stability, losing confidence about the future and what it could hold. Um, But I'm sorry, I've been there. I kind of am-ish there and it hurts and it's hard. And I'm not about to sit here and be like, and here's how it's gonna get better. That's not my vibe, bruh. (laughs) Feelings, feel the feelings. So in case you don't know, in the movie, there is a fictional threat that is happening against the Miss United States pageant and they need to send an agent in undercover. There's a whole lot of joke and just humor about who it's going to be. There is never once a guess that it should be Gracie Hart. I mean, times have changed and I hope that nothing would get made like this now when we're much more aware of how to (laughs) respect women in the workplace or maybe not even much more aware, but just much more, um, I don't know, just choosing to respect women more. Um, But there's definitely like this really awkward situation of just like all these guys being like, oh, she's got a hot body. It's like, buddy buddy go 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 away go and go go read some books like you're doing too much anyways they kind of pick Gracie Hart as a joke and then or maybe she volunteers herself to be honest I can't fully remember but she ends up being the undercover human to go for the Miss United States pageant and that is of course the core of the movie is this oh look at me I must not be a feminine lady because I save lives and then she's all princessed up and then she goes out um to the pageant and she's got to compete now because she's got to be this undercover agent trying to get to the bottom of the threat She's all of a sudden put into this hyper feminine setting after she's kind of, you know, rejected those typical um, aspects in her own personal life. And she's got to do all the makeup and the glitz and the glam and all of those things. And yet again, maybe this is why I love this movie so much. Yet again, I was like, oh my goodness, I have been there. It made me think of like present day, like when I'm around other moms and I'm just like, I am not this mom. (laughs) There's all these like moms at like Bella's Gymnastics or whatever that like show up I said or wherever like there's another place no it's gymnastics <laughs> they show up with their hair done to gymnastics they go they have on makeup y'all <laughs> what why what are why lady now some of the moms don't get me wrong like okay I should also say everybody's super nice I want to because I don't want that stereotype that they're like super, you know, put together and mean. It's not like that. Everybody's so nice. Everybody's so chill. Really great environment. But there's so many of the moms that will like show up like looking some type of way of just like they just got a mani-pedi or whatever. There's definitely some chill moms as well, sweatpants and stuff. Um, but I also, and then there's, you know, I mean, there's many different 
personalities represented, but I'm just, I have to consciously not allow myself to like, for my femininity, for my womanhood, for my motherhood to not be threatened when I'm around people that fit the possible like stereotype of what a good wife looks like or what a good mom looks like or what a good woman looks like. You know, when I am at the grocery store and I, you know, I'm, I'm still wearing a mask to the grocery store, right? So like I've got on a mask and I've got like maybe one eyebrow is done and I'm not like totally falling apart, even though that just made me sound like I am, you know, <laughs> I have on deodorant. Um, I have on probably some chapstick, even though I have on a mask, just in case I always want to make sure I'm, you know, looking nice in some kind of way. I have to make sure that like when I look over and I see some other mom that maybe had way more time or just has different goals or whatever than I do, I have to make sure that I'm not threatened, that I don't choose to be like, Oh, I'm, you know what I mean? That I don't, that I don't choose to make it about me, that I don't choose to make it about her, that I just choose to accept that like our womanhood looks different. Our lives look different. Like I said, our goals might be different. Um, and that's okay. And I, I love that that really, 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 really is the message of this film. There's so much about the way this movie ends, the way the second one begins and ends. There's so much about it that just shows Gracie Hart embracing who she is as a woman and embracing who she is in a relationship, like embracing all of this beautiful stuff of who she is without saying like, oh, well, if I'm going to be a confident lady, then I must be this skinny and I must only eat this and I must only dress this way. That's one thing that I really love about the message of this film is that in the end, she's like in a full on like pantsuit and she just looks so cool and so confident. And it's it's so it's so inspiring. So there is another star of this movie. Um, I mean, Sandra Bullock is the star, yes, but her best friend, Gracie Hart's best friend in the movie, her name is Cheryl. And she is this adorable, a little bit like goofy, silly, but totally unintentionally just amazing pageant queen. <laughs> She's so sweet. And um, there is a moment, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, but there is a moment in this film where she is kind of depicted briefly. It, it kind of alludes to that one of Gracie Hart's friends, possibly even Cheryl, could be the terrorist and could be the person that is plotting the threat against the Miss United States pageant, which is terrifying. I mean, talk about anxiety, talk about insecurity, the betrayal of a friend, the betrayal of a best friend, the betrayal of a best friend after you have so isolated yourself from female friendships, from close relationships for years. And then you finally are thrust into this environment. We're talking about great see here you're thrust into this environment that is totally different from anything you could ever imagine and you happen to make a friend but now you have to think that just so possibly maybe what <laughs> you have to think that this friend could be betraying you not only are we thinking oh this person is imperfect and they hurt my feelings but no this person could be the very person that I have shown up to stop <laughs> I did an episode on toxic friendships before, and I think I will do another one in the future because um, you guys seem to really connect with that one, and it seemed to really resonate with a lot of you guys. And I think that's because we've all had 
moments in friendship. And even if we don't use the phrase toxic friendship, because I think we have to be super cautious of not just like using that phrase <laughs> just about everything that, you know, is bad. Um, but I, I, I think it's 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 good to note and something that's good to talk about because friendship is hard. And especially when we're living in a culture that our feelings and emotions and our feelings about ourselves can move and shift so quickly. We can be feeling so confident and then all of a sudden somebody says something the wrong way and it makes us think about something else or we hear a song that takes us back to an old memory. We see a photo, we smell something. It's like we are constantly going through these, this, well, a lot of us are constantly going through like a roller coaster of emotions. And so having our our constant friendships, having our friend groups around us is something that a lot of us crave and some of us are even fortunate to have. And so dealing with friendships falling apart is... I mean, it can feel like the worst. I've even said before that going through um, a breakup with a friend can actually be worse than a breakup with a romantic interest. And a lot of that is because a breakup with a romantic interest, it's almost this like, will it or won't it be forever? You're not sure. But with a friendship, a platonic friendship, you know for certain that they you want them there forever. You know, if you're out with one of your friends, you're hanging out with them, and you say something like, oh, how cool would it be if our kids went to college together? Or I think one day we should take a road trip for our 50th birthdays. That's That's like exciting. Either of those things will lead to some kind of conversation, but likely nothing that stresses you out. Whereas like if you're on a date with someone, you're dating someone and you talk about your 50th birthday or you talk about your future kids, it's all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> you plan to be here when I'm 50. You know, it, it's a totally different situation. And so having to think about losing a friend is really hard. And Gracie Hart faces this head on. She faces not wanting to believe it. She goes through denials. She goes through just the frustration and then she starts go trying to get to the bottom of it and trying to just spy on Cheryl in any which way and get all the information that we can. Hopefully none of us have ever done too much of that of hacking accounts or creeping at our friends' personal lives just to see what in the world is going on with them. Um, but it's it's hard when you find out that a friend has betrayed you or when you're in that limbo of trying to figure out if they have or if they haven't and I know that I said a minute ago like I'm not gonna tell you that everything gets better but I will say really quick that in a way it does get better because even if that friend has betrayed you even if that friendship does fall apart or even or if you guys grow apart or even if that friendship doesn't like necessarily fall apart but you guys are just kind of in an awkward you know season maybe like a friendship break or something I promise that you will be okay like you will have other people um, in your life that you can that can support you and that you can talk to, um, and it will not be the end. It doesn't have to be the end. Um, friendships are absolutely amazing, but friendships are not everything, and we have to be mindful that in our conversations about community and in our conversations about craving community and pushing toward community that we provide ourselves and our peers with other adequate resources and things as well. We don't ever want to get to a place where um, the end of a friendship or the, the a rough patch in the road of a friendship or even a dating relationship or romantic relationship um, leads us to doubting who we are. 
and leads us to thinking that our value or our worth has diminished as much as we love our friends and we count on our community and we trust them and support them and want their support as well. It doesn't change our value. It doesn't change who we are. And that's what Gracie Hart teaches us is that at the end of the day, we have goals and dreams that we set toward. And so we love and support the people around us. And we make sure that we stay focused on what it is we need to stay focused on. This movie ends, spoiler alert, this movie ends. <laughs> well, toward the end of the movie, there is a moment um, with the pageant and it's when Cheryl is crowned. And <laughs> she has to lose the crown and it has to be taken by Gracie. It's this whole thing that um, that could be the threat. Is it? Is it not? I will, I'll try to I'm trying not to spoil the whole thing for you guys in case you haven't seen it yet. But Gracie is literally willing to risk <laughs> Cheryl never speaking to her again <laughs> and Cheryl crying on live television. I just have this visual in my head of her crying. It's so sad and so sweet. I just have this visual of her in my head and Gracie is willing to make that happen, to make her cry, <laughs> to save her life. And that was Gracie's ultimate goal was to keep the women at the pageant safe, to love them and protect them and get to the bottom of whoever was trying to harm them. And that's exactly what she does. It's this amazingly perfect, happy ending of this woman who has dealt with so much, who has every reason to feel like she can't, who has so many like justifications for giving up for quitting for being angry for being upset for throwing in the towel for not having friends for quitting her job like she had she she could do it all and then tell us you know why and we'd be like yeah they deserved it like everyone's the worst but she chooses to do the right thing she chooses to focus on what she was called to do and that was to love on people, to take care of people, to serve people. And she even makes some really awesome friends in the process and grows her own confidence in the process. This movie is super cool. Sandra Bullock, well done, my friend. I'll text you later. <laughs> we totally, we totally text. All right, friends, so before I let you go, if you follow me on Instagram, then you already know about this. This segment is brand new and it's called What I've Been Reading. We were talking a bit on my Instagram story. I was getting some of your thoughts via DM and also doing some polls and quizzes. And I was like, would that be weird to you guys if I shared more of what I'm reading right now on the podcast? I love to read. I also love to listen to audiobooks. Yes, I think they both count. And you guys were very much like, yes, please, yes. Tell us more of what you're reading. So I'm going to share what I've been reading. And I'm going to share two different things. One is, well, yeah, what I've been reading. And then the second one is going to be more like mom related, what I'm reading with Isabella or what books she's checking out right now. Um, she doesn't yet know how to read, but I'm going to share like what she's obsessed with. So my current favorite is The Hard Good by Lisa Whittle. It's a brand new book. If you listen to the podcast, then you remember, I think about a year ago, uh, maybe like within the last year, we were reading her book, Jesus Over Everything. I stumbled across 
her podcast of the same name. And I was blown away by how relatable it was and how much it really helped with some tangible steps as far as anxiety um, and how much faith plays just a huge part in the opposite (laughs) of a lot of my anxiety um, that is not specifically related to my diagnosis, but just as far as like my everyday stress goes. And so I'm already a fan of her work. Um, We've since become Instagram friends, but she did not ask me to talk about the book on the podcast. Um, She doesn't know that I'm doing that. (laughs) She'll only know if you guys bug her on Instagram as you tag her in screenshots of you reading her new book, The Hard Good. A lot of it is sharing her dad's story. He did pass away and currently I'm in chapter five where she's talking about accepting some of the challenging things in life and it's a really good book so far and I also just again like I said I really love her work so I'm excited about this book and you can get a link in the show notes if you want to check it out on Amazon and then with Isabella we don't have she doesn't have like a current obsession as far as like traditional books go. It's been a lot of coloring books this week, these last few weeks, and Daniel Tiger is just a vibe. I also think that Daniel Tiger has some books. Let me see. Daniel Tiger books. Why am I Googling this? I do not need to be spending any more money on this little girl, especially not books right now. Oh, but they're so cute. Look at the books. Yeah. Okay. So right now we're really in a Daniel Tiger coloring books, but she loves Daniel Tiger in general. So (laughs) we are loving his coloring books, like I said, and we'll probably get some of the other books as well. But that is what I've been reading. Hey y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling. Whether you have an anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Jamie Grace podcast. I really hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you've been inspired. I hope that this episode maybe gave you a little bit of that extra kick or boost that you need for this weekend or this coming week. And I'm just grateful that you guys check it out. So thank you so much. Again, thank you so much to everyone that supports me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Jamie Grace, and also anybody that's ever left a review in Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to figure out how you can be a part of either of the two things I just mentioned, it's quite simple. Just check out the show notes, the description, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I promise you, you can find that info very close by. You can find me on social media at Jamie Grace H, and I look forward to seeing you there. (laughs) Goodbye.